Amen, amen, amen. How are you? How are you doing? What's up? Amen. God bless you guys. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Can we say hi to South Shore? Give them a big hand. Come on. Come on. Anna Plant City, what's up? Amen. Delighted to be back with you. Just uh, wow. Just wow. It's a little overwhelming, you guys. <laughs> Delighted to be back with you. I, was, I so if you're if you're new or you kind of didn't hear the story, we we took a couple of weeks of vacation after Christmas, and then I had a surgical procedure. It went well. I was in the hospital for a few days, healing fine, and then I got a what's called a hematoma at the the surgery site, and so they had to go back in, and it delayed me then another series of weeks, and so. But, uh, you know, I'm healing great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm almost ready for public consumption, you know. Uh, and so uh, if, if, we, if we go to hug, if you give a gentle, gentle hug, I can do that. If you go for the church hug, just do it on the right side, okay? The church hug is a much tighter squeeze, all right? Don't we have an incredible team at the Crossing Church? Don't we have an incredible team? Our pastors are just amazing. Our pastors, this team is, come on, can we give it up for them? Just give it up. Incredible team. If you don't, just very quickly, this is Pastor Jonas Alday. is one of our executive pastors. I mean, he is just as country as sweet tea, but he is a wrecking ball. He is prophetic, strong, I mean, anointed in the Lord. That's Pastor Hector Rivera down at South Shore. He is Latin fire. I mean, he's he is, he's Latin fire. He's juice all the way. That's Michael Pippen down at Plant City. Give him a big hand. He's our, uh, he's our anointed comedian. And while I, every time he speaks, I'm like, what's he going to say? What's, what's going to say? That's Stephen Robles. He's our technical and media arts director, incredible theologian, just very thoughtful, intellectual. Uh, and, and that's Richard Toussaint right there, Mr. Smooth, the orator. Come on, let's give him a big hand. Give him a big hand. Oh, we got a great staff. So, so thankful, so thankful. Um, just, just, I would love for you to pray for Pastor Richard. He's had it in his heart for some time to be a lead pastor. So we've been talking about it for, you know, a year and a half, maybe close to two years. So summertime, he'll be transitioning to a lead pastor position someplace. He doesn't have a spot yet. And so will you agree with me to pray for him? Will we do that, church? Can we just pray? We want to send a son into the, you know, whatever God is doing. If you know of a place, let us know. We want to partner with him. And, and so we're, we're, we're sending. It's an apostolic house. And so we, we send sons into the field that God calls us to send. And he is very, very good. God is good. And then uh, lastly, before I pray, this XO conference was amazing, church. XO, XO was a marriage conference hosted this weekend. Over 400 people, just testimonies and wonderful, wonderful things. God, would just, we're excited for XO next year. We're, we're ready for God to move already again. One last time. Would you just, you just humor me one more time? Can, can we thank our staff? Just so many hours. I mean, almost a full time, almost a full week this weekend. Incredible. Thank you so much, staff. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the uh, incredible encouragement you give us. I pray that we leave here today changed, truly changed from the inside out. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Uh, we're in a new series. It's called Larger than likes, larger than likes. And being liked is a good thing, right? I mean, being liked is a, is, is a really good thing. It's, it's actually a positive thing. You want to teach your children, and, and if you're liked, it'll help you in your job, your career, with people you want to be liked. But, 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 you know, life is more than just image maintenance, isn't it? 
It's more than just maintaining a good image. We found this little fun meme, and we want to run it for you. Check it out. Time to check my social media, y'all. To see who loves me online. Hashtag blessed life. Time to post a pick with an inspirational quote. It's deep and we'll get loud. No Oh no, I'll die. My phone. It gives me Boom, boom, stretch that thing out. <laughs> as high as you can, get rid of the chin. Right, God is good. So, so here's what we say at the Crossing Church, if you're brand new, if you're, we just wanna give you the, the scripture and what we're gonna talk about today in a little nugget. So here's what it is, you can say it with me. Say, love, love. is larger, larger than likes. That's it. That's the message. God bless you. We'll see you next weekend. No. <laughs> so, so that's what we want to talk about today is, is that love is, is larger than likes. If, as human beings, we're going to bump into each other, right? We're going to have misunderstandings, misconceptions, and we're going to have hurts. And they start with like little dings. And, you know, she rolls the toilet paper under, you roll the toilet paper over. By the way, over is the way it's done. Can I get an amen? Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Split the church over toilet paper. Just start the service just like that. I said over. I said under. So it's just a simple little easy things all the way down to, all the way down to the, the marital fights and the disagreements and then the, you know, betrayal and hurt and brokenness that gets really deep, really sore, really bad. And we've got these two things that happens to us in, in, in relationships and you're, we're taught these things in our family. And, and one is to be just super, super passive. And I could kind of go off like a Roman candle right now. I'm going to try to stay in my lane, right? Pray for me. I need to stay in my lane because we're actually now in our culture breeding a passivity. We're breeding two extremes, ultra passivity, which is just keep your head down. Don't say a word. Never have any conflict. You know, if you're a male, it happens to be masculine. It's a horrible thing. All that, right? Right, church? And, and so then there's the other extreme, which is extreme aggressiveness, and the aggressiveness is just over the top, and you know what, person is evil, so you know, the, the, the means are just justified by the end. I can do anything to you. Why? Because you're an evil person, and we just want to stay away from those extremes. God has something for us, and the scripture in Matthew chapter 18, grab your Bible, I want you to go there with me, and uh, he explains to us, he gives us this really, really 
uh, a clear picture of how to handle conflict within the church, within your family, and even at work. Here's what he says, Matthew 18. If your brother, and it doesn't matter if you say brother, you know, brother or sister or brother or sister. It's, it means another believer, someone that knows Jesus. If your brother or sister, somebody's related to you, and furthermore, it could go out and it could mean anyone. It could mean anybody. But the context here is even inside the church, other believers, if your brother or sister sins against you, go and show him his fault. And we're talking about him or her. Just between the two of you, if he listens to you, you have won a brother over. You've cut it off before it is metastasized, before it has gotten bad. 16. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. 17. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I'll, I'll give context in a second. 18. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven again. I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, come on, church, in the name of Jesus. If two of you are together on official Jesus business, he says, if you agree on earth, then I'm present with you, and you have what you're asking for. God, I'm asking for grace. I'm asking for, for love to win in this thing. I don't want to, you know, we don't want winners and losers. We want you. We want you to be in the middle of this. For where there are two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. There I am with them. Matthew chapter 18. It's something we want to practice together. We want to do this together. In all of our relationships, there are sort of three categories of people. There are predators and there are possums. Predators are people that are taught like this, and, and you get taught from the time that you're little, you know, you win at all costs, right? Come on, can I get an amen? You're number one, there's going to be winners and losers, and you just don't want to be, you know, one of the losers. You just, you just have to push your way to the front, and I mean, we see that when we drive in Tampa, right? Anybody drive in Tampa? <laughs> Malfunction Junction, all the, all the VIPs, they come right in at the end. You know what I'm saying? you're one of those people, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Everybody. Every, so, so, and so you're taught, you're bred for just being aggressive and assertive and, oh, you know, and I, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And you, no matter what happens, I'm going to win. You're going to lose because I'm not a loser. I don't lose. And then you have other people who are possums and the possums are just saying, I don't want to get run over. I don't want to get run over. I don't want to get eaten today. Right. And so you shell up. And you and become super, super passive. But then there's a third category, and I'm so glad of the category that God gives us, a gentle protector. And a gentle protector is somebody who can stand up for themselves if they need to. It's, it's righteous to be able to be assertive enough to stand your ground. Right, church? Amen? It really is righteous. You want to be able to stand up for yourself and for your family and for what is right. There's an assertiveness. But it's also the care for another person to say to somebody who is super aggressive and somebody who's being a predator, hey, 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 Chucky. Please, don't, don't, you don't have to act like that. And then to say to somebody who might have a possum personality, come on up out of that shell and stand up for yourself. Come on, stand up. Stand up for yourself. So somebody, and I love this, Pastor Hector said this a few weeks ago, there's this peace faking, you know, but this that I'm talking about, this is peacemaking. It's peacemaking. It's saying, I'm going to assert, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love God enough and love people enough and love myself enough to go into a circumstance, in a situation 
and I'm going to see him work, and I'm going to watch him work and work it out. I'm going to watch him do it. So, a couple of, let me just unpack this for us today, okay? Number one, we got to go. Everybody say go. We got to go, go, go. We got to go. We got to go to him. We've got to actually go. You got to, and, and I, I wish it were different, really, because nobody wants to go. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to take the time. I don't want to take the energy, the effort. I don't want to go. But God says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Ephesians chapter 4. If you're married, I hope this, this really, really helps you. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. If you get into an argument, go have conversation with God and get it all out. Go say what you need to say. Fuss at God. Cuss at God. I just, just you know, be careful with your cussing, all right? Here's what I want you to know. God's big enough to take it all. And then come back to your spouse before the sun goes down. Sit down with them face to face. And if you can, touch, hold hands. It helps to decompress the circumstance here. You got that physical touch going. And then start asking questions. When you go, this is very important. These things are very, how you go is as important as whether or not you go or not. You've got to go. And we got to go quickly. We can't let things fester inside of us. It, it does something really bad to us. But when you go, please pray. Please pray. We want to pray. We want to go to the Lord and say, Lord, God, you know, what do you want me to say and what do you want me to do? And then write down what you think you heard. Have you ever been in a conversation where you said, uh, do you remember that you said that thing? And the other person said, no, I didn't say that thing. Any other humans in the room with me? Tampa, South Shore, Plant City? Do you remember when you said that? No, I don't don't think I said that. We've got these gaps in our our communication, and what happens to us is is that we don't really know. And so we want to write it down. And then after I write it down, I want to be be a person that when we go into these conversations one-on-one, we sit down, ask questions. Ask questions. You You just want to ask the questions do you, know, do you remember that or did you say that and, and it, about 80% of the time, literally about 80% of the time, you sit down and you go, and you were dinged. Something happened to you and it, it hurts you and you sit down and you go, da, 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 and, and do you remember that? And they go, no, 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 I didn't remember that at all. I was just, my blood sugar was low. I needed a Snickers. You were in my way. I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't know that ha- I didn't know that occurred. You know, I, I don't know. So we want to ask. Everybody say ask. You just want to ask questions. You, you just want to ask those questions. And then you want to finish it like this. And, and, and this is very, it's very important. Can you help me with this? Once you get down to, yes, this happened and it looks like this and we've got some agreement on what it looked like. Can you help me with this? Can you, can you help me? And again, a lot of times when, when you get to that space, a person says, well, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm, I, I'm really, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I was talking uh, a few years ago before my kids were married. I was getting a hold of my brother, and I was inviting him to the, the wedding ceremony. And he was about as sad as the little person at the Tampa campus was. He was that sad. So, so anyway, we love little people at the Crossing Church. Can I get an amen? Amen, amen, amen. We got a, we got a, love, we got a lovely, we got a space for him, and God's good. Come on, can we love families? We love them. Come on. So I'm... Um, I'm talking to my brother, and he began a rant. It was about a 40 minutes of ranting, and I, and I, and I promise you, it was, it was 40 minutes of ranting. Now, we were 45 at the time, 45, he was 46, and he was bringing things up that happened when we were seven. 
So I, I, I want to tell, tell you what happens, though. When somebody hurts you, it's like a car crash. And in the car crash, you have a physical response and stuff plants inside of your body and in your soul, and it doesn't ever get taken care of until you take care of it. It stays unaddressed inside of you, and we're, so we're grown. We're 40, we're 50, and then, but even inside the church, we can get dinged at the craziest stuff, right? Somebody comes in, and they're sitting in your seat. But you know this is my seat. I've been sitting here for 12 years. This is my seat. You're, you must be a jerk, right? We, we get the, the parking lot, the, the inside the church, you've got authority things. You've got, they didn't include me. You got all the stuff, race, gender, color. You've got all, all and, and from the most benign things that somebody just doesn't even know all the way to somebody being ugly to you or saying something ugly to you. And I, I'm going to just say this publicly. If anybody, if, if I'm going to say this, if somebody says something to you that just is offensive or racial or whatever it is, I want to be the first one to know. I want to be the first one to know, and our teams want to know because we want to help. We want to help possums come out of their shell. And we want to. We want to help those who are predators understand. You don't have to be a predator anymore. You, you don't have to be a predator. You can clap for that. Come on, clap it out. So most of the time, eighty percent of the time, it works out. You go to them, and and and, and uh, let me just say this before I finish this one little spot. If you've got anything on your heart against another brother or sister in this place or in your family, if you can, go today. Just go. Just go today. Just go, down, go and sit down with them. Write, pray. Write it down. Go with the right attitude. Try to ask and understand, do you, is this what happened? And then tell them what it did to you. You know when that thing happened and we were getting to our seats and whatever, and there was the confusion. Yeah, yeah, I understand the confusion. Man, it... It just made me feel really bad, like excluded. Or you could even use something stronger, man. It just, it just really, <clears throat> you know, it belittled me. It didn't, it didn't make me feel good. And it gives that person the opportunity right there in that space to just say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was literally on the phone with my brother. I was, I was, my mouth was open. I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't, you know, 99% of the stuff he talked about, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even remember. Come on, are you with me? I mean, seventh grade. I didn't remember. So, so most of the time it happens just like this. It's, it's good. But then, then we know that sometimes it doesn't happen like that. And especially if somebody's been a predator for a long time, they're like, yeah, whatever. Can you leave my office? I've got work to do. You know, or, or no, it doesn't matter. So this is bring a brother or sister, and hopefully they're an eyewitness. Hopefully they were an eyewitness to the account of the thing that took place. Now, this isn't you getting your posse together to go cut them. <laughs> don't, don't, this isn't ganging up on people. And if you're the one the receiving end, you have to be brave. And if you're on the one who's coming with another brother and sister to the person who has offended you or hurt you, you've got to be brave as well. But you've got to be gentle. And you've got to ask the questions and the same thing. So here's what the, here's what the witness is for. Here's what it's for. Because there's three in heaven that witness the eternal kingdom principles of heaven. And so we want three on earth for the kingdom witness principles on earth to come to bear. And what we're doing is we're saying, I'm, don't take people who are immature. Don't take haters to that party. 
Take people who are mature and love God and love other people. And so what you want to lose is, God, I lose favor. I lose reconciliation. I lose grace. We lose peace. And we bind disharmony and factions and fractions and misunderstandings. We bind it. And when you go together, again, God does something wonderful in this circumstance, in this scenario. Because if you're the person that's receiving it, You'd say, do you, do you remember saying that? No, I don't remember saying that. I, I said, oh, well, you know what? I do remember saying that. Oh, and, 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 and then while you're in the conversation, I said, do you remember rolling your eyes? And the person, I've literally been in a thing just like this. Do you remember rolling your eyes? And they go, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't roll my eyes. You know, that kind of thing. And so the people that are there gently are supposed to say, hey, 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 yeah, hey you, did, you did say that. Furthermore, you know, you kind of you you act like that sometimes. Right? And you want to be gentle in your conversation. You're not accusing. You're not, you're not coming there to break somebody down. You're saying, and so what it does is it gives the person that you're going to the opportunity to grow, to actually go, oh, wait a second. I, you know what? You guys are right. And you actually love me. You care about me. And I don't want to be a possum, or I don't want to be a predator. I want to be a gentle protector. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow in this. It takes a lot of faith to receive. It takes a lot of faith to go, but we can do it. Can't we church? We can do it. And then the Bible says, if that doesn't work out, then I want you to, I want you to go and I want you to tell the church. I want you to tell your church leadership. And so when I've taught this before, I've heard people say, oh, you, oh, you mean you, when I've gotten to this part, you want me to be a narc. Some of you know what that means. Some of you are like, what is a narc? This is so, so here's an update. Here's, a new, here's, the, here's the, you know, 2020 version of that. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> now, now, everybody good now? You got that one? If you snitches get stitches. Here's, think of the church as a giant minivan filled with a thousand seventh graders. Come on, breathe in with me. And they all want, everybody wants another person's Twix bar. And so I'm not, trying to be, I'm not trying to be humiliating at all. What I'm saying is, is we're carrying around inside of us things that have happened to us that nobody else knows about. Wounded, hurt, and offended in places and things that we've never... Nobody even... Some, sometimes your spouse doesn't know. And I'm this application works with your spouse as well. That we just... We bump into things. And so the best thing to do is to work it out. Don't wait it out. Work it out. Work it out. We want to say, don't you say to your kids, if you got, how many of you got kids? You got kids? You guys work it out. Come on, say it with me. Work it out. You guys work it out. But if your brother takes a pencil and jams it into your leg, please come to me. Because I'd like to teach him that the pencil doesn't belong in your leg. Right? And if there's, and so and the converse is true too. You got, you know, the boy or the girl that are always like, yeah, yeah, they're bugging me, they're bugging me. You're like, stop, 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 stop. So you guys work it out. Don't, you, don't have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to come to me every time he says that. There's no pencil in your leg. Right? Are you, everybody with me? And so we, we, the church, this place, here's what the Bible is saying. I want you to go to extraordinary measures to protect the unity of the body and the bond of peace inside the church. That's what I want you to do. Here's the reason why God commands his blessing when there's unity. 
Unified marriages win. Unified families win. Unified teams win. Unified organizations win. Unified churches win. And there's a difference being covered and uncovered. God, when you're, when you're unified, God covers you. When you're ununified, when you're factioned and broken and you're hating and you just... See, there are some assumptions that go along with the scripture. Number one is this isn't easy. This is not easy at all. It's, it's much easier to just ignore it, try to push it away, possum out, aggressive over, freak out, you know, overextend, underextend, leave it alone. Just, you know what I mean? Take your phone out and you go like, and you're just like, I hate that. <laughs> you like, but, but you're not liking. Love is greater than likes. Love takes an actual action from you and, and from me and a, and a risk. It takes a real risk. Secondly, the assumption is that Satan is on the other side of this equation, church. Satan is on the other side of this equation. He wants you to hate your brother. He wants you to hate your sister. Remember Cain and Abel back in the scripture in Genesis chapter 4? You guys remember them? Anybody? Bueller? Anyone? You guys remember them? Cain and Abel? So Abel took his phone out. And he was, he was posting that he had a triple harvest. All right, where, where is it? Abel was posting that he had a triple harvest. Man, my harvest this year was amazing. You know what I mean? And so do you see people like, I'm in Cancun, toes, whatever, you know. You just, you just see their toes and all that. And, and so, and, and uh, you know, Abel was saying, I, had, I, had, I got, year after year after year, just the favor of God just falls on me. <laughs> and, and Abel was over there and he goes, like I hate this dude. Not only does he dislike his brother, he disdained him. So much so that he killed him. He he killed him. And God comes to Cain and he says, hey, Cain. He says, yeah. It's as if God doesn't know. Where's your brother? And here's here's what he says, Genesis 4, 9. Am I my brother's keeper? So I want to ask this question, church. Are you your brother's keeper? Come on, church. Come on, are you your brother's keeper? I'm ser- I'm, no, I'm, being, I'm being serious. Uh, so, so, different race, different creed, different color, different this, different that. Offended this, offended that. Stuff from my past, my history, my whatever. We are either peace fakers or we're peacemakers. He says, I'm, guess what we do? That's, that's, what, that's what we do. And we forget, we forget that, I, that I want, how many of you want forgiveness in your life? Grace, peace, mercy, authority, wisdom, strength, character, goodness. Yea, the goodness and mercy ought to follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy follow me. I'll, that's my life. And so I said, God, you're my father, but I hate that person. And God the father says, don't you know I'm their father too? Don't you know I'm their father too? So here's what happens. So here's what happens. It's like a dad, and he says, you two work it out. And if you don't work it out, now you have a problem with me. And we forget that God has a covenant. It's his covenant blessing, and it's also his covenant law. And the law, I fought the law, and the law. Some of you remember the song. 
It goes all the way back to the 1960s, like the clash. I fought the law. This law doesn't move. And so what we forget is that is that that's that's his son too. That's his daughter too. I'm talking about believers. And then I harm myself if I don't go to them and it festers and it broods and I don't forgive and all those things, it festers. And, I, and I, I actually hurt myself because I run into the covenant law of God. It hinders my progress. It actually blocks my blessing from God. It actually blocks him off. How many of you believe that God wants to give you great things? He wants to give you great things. But what happens is I get stuck in my past. I get stuck because I'm not ever practicing the fact that I work it out. I never work it out with anybody. I never take the risk. And so I can't get the blessing that God wants to give to me because I've barricaded myself behind the law. I'm, I'm blocked. It can even derail your heritage or your destiny. You can actually derail your own destiny. And, and uh, guys, you can, you can grab this. Moses was supposed to be the person that led Israel into the promised land. Remember the story? But Moses derailed his own destiny because he couldn't take care of the stuff that was on the inside of him. And he got angry and he struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. He struck it. And God, and, and God, God said, I, you have defamed me now. I'm your, I'm your father. You've defamed me in front of all these people. And so I'm going to have to slide your destiny over here. You're going to have to watch Joshua lead the people in. And God has, a, God has a plan. Come on. How many of you believe me? God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. So Matthew 18 has to be a part of your life. Matthew 18, if we don't practice Matthew 18, we get stunted. We, we get blocked. We, we block our own blessing. God says, leave your prayers. I'm going to come to church and I'm going to try to worship. Oh, I'm singing, you know. Singing with the Lord, Lord, Lord says, stop, 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 leave your prayer, leave your stuff at the altar, go reconcile with your, say it with me, your brother, go reconcile with your brother, and then come back, and I'll accept your prayers, because if you don't, when you pray, your prayers go to the ceiling and come right back down. He says, this is, this is the business of, of living scripture, actually living the scripture out in front of God, and so brother and sisters assumed and then God ups the ante, and he really says some stuff that's really like next level. Here's Matthew 5, 43 through 48. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And we're all like, yeah. He said, but I tell you, love your enemies. You take the same deep breath. I mean, is that, that's serious stuff right there. Love your enemies. Forgive them. And then he says, pray for those who persecute you, those who are after you, they've taken your things, they've, they've broken you, they've torn you, they've hurt you. Actually, pray. don't pray that a boulder falls on them. Pray for them. Now watch this. Watch how the scripture ends. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Live life larger than lights. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you not like the tax collector doing that? And if you, if you greet only those who are your brothers, what are you doing more than other people? Distinguish yourself as a Christian. Here's what he says. Do not even pagans do that, but be perfect. Everybody say perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be perfect. You'd say, man, I, I can't be perfect. Yes, you can because you have the perfect Holy Spirit in you. 
and you have the courage to say, I don't know how this is going to work out. Maybe they blow me off. Maybe it gets worse, but I'm going to have the courage to live the scripture and I'm going to go talk to my brother and sister. And when you get there, all you come with is a question and the power of the Holy Ghost behind you. And you're praying and asking God to do something that you can't do. And the perfection of what God has done inside of you comes out through the grace of the Holy Spirit and you become a reconciler of men. You rec- that means instead of, instead of being a person that just says, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me, you start saying, pay it in full, pay it in full, pay it in full. Now that's a changed person. That's a changed, that's a changed person. That's somebody that everybody wants to be around. And it's not, it's not just like likes. This isn't like, like, like. No, that's, no, that's love, devotion, connection. So I'm going to... I want to end like this just with a little story. And, and for those of you who've been at the crossing for a little bit, we've had campuses for a while. We've had, we've had campuses for years. And, and I'm going to talk about the, the split that took place at South Shore. And I want, to, I want to preempt this. And I just want to say it's good. The story is good. It's a good story. Okay? Because as soon as you talk about something that was dramatic or, you know, if you had a car crash or you split up or something happened in your family, it's, it's traumatic. Like, it really, so I want to just preload this. This is not a slam session, whatever. It's good. It's redemptive. It's a good redemption. And so 12 years ago, the, the campus pastor at South Shore, it grew, it, it was in a school and then it grew to a thousand people, it was rocking and rolling and the campus pastor split it. He had, you know, he, 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 he took it to half of it, you know, and, and it was bad. It was ugly. It was, it's like some of you've gone through with your marriages and, and it was a shame. It was a shame to my name, it was a shame to his name, but most of all, it was a shame to the name of Jesus. That's not what churches, that's not what churches are, are for, right? That's not what churches are for, Right? People are supposed to stay together. Family is supposed to stay together. Church is supposed to stay together. But it split. It was broken. It was ugly. It was, it was, it was banged up. And the same week, 2012, the Lord said, same week, he said, now listen, come here. I had a conversation. I'm in my quiet time. He said, I need you to forgive right now. I need you to forgive. And so I struggled, I struggled through that for a little bit, for a little bit, but I forgave. I, 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 and I seriously forgave. Like, this is ugly. It's not good. It's not right. I wish it could be different. Um, but I'm forgiving. And then about a week later, he said, now I need you to pray for him. And I, I struggled with that for a little bit. And he said, I, I really, I want you to pray. I want you to pray how much blessing that he knows uh, what happened. Repentance, a turnaround, blessing for his family, blessing for the congregation that left, the whole thing, this money thing and a people thing. And it was really dramatic. It was a, it was a big deal. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive and I will pray. A span of four years has taken place in 2019, last year, we found the grace to get together face-to-face, to sit down together, all right? And the Lord was very specific with me, and he said, when you go, what I want you to do is I want you to ask a lot of questions. No accusations. I want you to ask a lot of questions. Number two, he said, you've learned to, to forgive. You've learned to pray. He said, now I want you to bless him. Not because you're the apostolic father, I want you to bless him. Come on, church, help me out now. I want you to bless him. He said, so I want you to lay your hands on him. I want you to speak things that are not as though they were. Very specific things. He had me write them down. I want you to say things that, that, you know, as, that are not as though they were. And then he said, and then here's the last thing. He said, I want you to bless him. I said, okay. He said, I want you to give him $1,000 of your money. I said, mm-mm. Satan, imposter. I said, nope. I did. 
You ever, you ever have a conversation with God? Where you just say, too much offense. I'm not, I, I'm, that's too far. And, and the story, it's a, it's a big, long story. It's, it's, it was it's a deal. The worst thing, I'm going to tell you, the worst thing is a shame in the name of Jesus. It's bad. And that's so why I struggled for a little bit. I said, okay. My wife came in. I said, the Lord asked for this. And my wife was just like, okay. I was like, well, you're way holier than I am. <laughs> you, you, you are the Holy Spirit. So we, we got to the meeting, and we asked questions. And I'm going to tell you, there could not be any more distinction or, or, like, his perception and my perception completely different, 100% different. Just, and I was like, wow, really? He was like, wow, really? And, and for, in the meeting, the first time, I said, so I asked him a question. I said, did you split the church? Did you split it? And he said, I split the church. For the first time in four years, he said, I split the church. And see, you know, you know what that is? Reconciliation means when you sit down to reconcile with somebody, first in repentance says, and I said this, I said, man, I, I wish I would have done some things differently. And he said, I wish I would have done some things differently. That's called repentance, changing your mind. Reconciliation says, my account says what your account says. And I had been saying, you split the church. And he had been saying, no, I multiplied the kingdom. And I've been saying, no, no, you split the church. And so for the first time in four years, we had agreement. We started to reconcile. Your bank account says 2478, and the bank says 2478. You've reconciled your checkbook. Are you with me, church? So, that, so you know what that does? It releases the blessing of God to fall on his life. It releases the blessing of God to fall on my life. Because we're reconciling. And he said, um, he said, you know, I was thinking of, because of all the resource and whether the brokenness and whatever, you know, our church should give, you know, give, should give you guys $20,000. He said, and I know you wouldn't take it. And I said, no, no, we would. <laughs> yeah, we'd take it. Is it okay if I put a little humor in here? Is it okay? Is it okay? And then I said, that's it's funny that you're talking about resource because the Lord asked me to give you this. And I gave him the thousand dollars and then I laid my hands on him and I prayed for him and I, I spoke life over him. And I'm, and listen to me, I mean what I prayed. I, I'm not playing what I prayed. I mean what I prayed. And so as we were ending the year, the year was ending and we've been wanting to do water for life and, and give water to people that don't have water around the world. And, and I, I felt like God said $50,000. And so we were a little short of that number. We were praying, praying. And the pastor that I sat down with, he drove over. I couldn't meet him personally, but he came over and he brought a check for $10,000 from their church and gave it to our church. And it helped us meet the $50,000 for water for life. That's a good thing. Come on, can we thank God? Come on, can we really thank the Lord? Love is larger than likes. It's costly, but we can all do it, right? We can all do it, right? Come on, I want you to bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this day you've given us for me. Thank you that, that today's the day. Today's the day to reconcile, to come 
to come into agreement with you, to have power and authority, wisdom with you, and to give our lives first to you. That's, that's where it all starts, church. That's where everything starts, is, is relationship with Jesus. And so to end, we just, we just want to give our lives to Christ. Today's the day. Like, this is the hour. So every voice across campuses, if you're somewhere around the world serving in our awesome military, you're, you're watching somewhere, wherever you are, just join us together. So everybody together, say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender. I lay down my sin. I pick up your cross. I give you my life. Heads bowed and eyes closed. This is the very first time you've ever prayed that. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up on three and hold them up. Hold them up. One, two, three. Slip your hands up for us all over the house. Slipping your hands up. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Just slipping your hands up. Thank you. Across campuses, wherever you are, if you raise your hand, hold your hand up for us for just a second. We just want to bring you a card. I see you. I see you, buddy. Others today. I see you, friend. Thank you. Others today. Come on, we can do this, church. Starts with a relationship with Jesus. Slip your hand up for us. Let's hold it up for one second. We're going to bring you a card. That's all we're going to do. Slip your hand up for us. Anybody else? Thank you. I see you. One last time. Anybody else? Wave at me if, if we haven't seen you. Wave big if we haven't seen you. Amen. Can we thank the Lord today? Can we just thank him? Amen. Why don't we stand together? Let's stand. And we're just about to conclude, okay? We're standing just so that you can have way to the altar. I'm just asking all the motion is this way. Those of you who raised your hand to trust Christ, if there's one last step to do. I'm going to talk about this at Easter, and that's just to confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. So we want you to just make your way up just to say to somebody, just today, Jesus is Lord. That's it. Real simple. And if you have a prayer request, if you've got something you want to, on your heart, you need, I just need some, somebody to help me a little bit because i got to go do this today. The altar is going to be open for a moment. We're going to worship, and then Pastor Wade's going to close this. I am so excited to have been back with you guys to be with our church. I love you.